spirit. Today is my wife's birthday. <laughs> oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> I've been threatened. She's one, uh, she's one year older than she was last year. <laughs> that okay to do that? All right. They tell me of a home far beyond the sky. Oh, they tell me of a home far away. Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Oh, they tell me of an unclouded day. Oh, they tell me of a home where my friends have gone. Oh, they tell me of a land far away. Tree of life in eternal blue sheds its fragrance through the unclouded day. Sing it with me if you want to. Oh, the land of cloudless day. Oh, the land of an unclouded sky. Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Oh, they tell me of an They tell me that he smiles on his children there, and his smile dries of sorrows away. And they tell me that no tear ever comes again in that lovely land of unclouded day. Oh, the land of cloudless day. storm clouds rise oh they tell me of an unclouded day oh they tell me of an unclouded day praise the lord yeah oh, thank you. <laughs> i always like this song when i first got saved in 1973 Everybody figured before 1980, Jesus was coming back again. I mean, everybody was preaching about Jesus coming back again and singing about it, writing songs about it. I don't know if that's where this song started or not, but uh, somewhere along there's the first time I ever heard it. And I really liked it, but we didn't learn it till about three or four years ago. So we'll try it. Anybody ever hear Goodbye World Goodbye? <laughs> oh, goodness. I told all my troubles goodbye. Goodbye to each tear and each sigh. This world where I roam cannot be my home. I'm bound for that home in the sky. I walk and I talk with my Lord. I feast every day on His Word. 
heaven is near I can't stay here Goodbye world, goodbye Now don't you weep for me when I'm gone Cause I won't leave here alone And when I hear that last trumpet sound My feet won't stay on the ground I'm gonna rise with the shout I'm gonna fly Gonna rise with my Lord in the sky Heaven is near and I can't stay here Goodbye world, step across to that shore I'll never pine or I'll leave behind my heartaches and cares evermore a day maybe two then goodbye goodbye to each sorrow each sigh heaven is near I can't stay here goodbye world for me when I'm gone cause I won't leave here alone and when I hear that last trumpet sound my feet won't stay on the ground I'm gonna rise with the shout I'm gonna fly gonna rise with the Lord in the sky heaven is near Goodbye, world, goodbye. Goodbye, world, goodbye. Yeah. Oh, my. Thank you. <laughs> I played a rock band in high school for three years and two months, and, uh, but I didn't sing. They wouldn't let me sing. And... Uh, <laughs> And I didn't pick. I just played rhythm guitar, so that's kind of new territory. <laughs> Not the <laughs> fingers kind of freeze up. They kind of froze up anyway. My age was arthritis. How do I turn this thing on? Oh, it's already on. All right. <laughs> Jared said, uh, he said there's a bottle of water there on the pulpit. And I said, I said, it's used. <laughs> he acts like he loves me. I don't know why he does. <laughs> Anything I dish out, though, I figured that's for marrying my daughter. <laughs> 
well, the rumor around town was that the pastor and his wife were bungee jumping, but uh, it wasn't bungee jumping. <laughs> you know how rumors are. <laughs> the zip line's pretty far out there. I would have done that. I did, uh, I guess they call it parasailing. I don't know where you get in this parachute and a boat takes you up and you go up. I did that once with Jenny, and um, I don't want to do that anymore, <laughs> but I did it once. <laughs> but that's enough for me. What a great time at youth group. I tell you what, that was, uh, uh, that was scary, but it was fun too. You never know when you start, you got some stories to tell, you know, and I tell a lot of stories. As old as I am, I got a lot of stories. <laughs> and, uh, but you never know when you're talking to, it was 13 to 18-year-olds. You don't know if they're going to think your stories are funny. <laughs> but they, they laughed, so I guess they, they liked them okay. But it was just really nice. So today's Barb's birthday. I said, honey, where would you like me to take you on your birthday? Where would you like to go? She said, Elm Grove Community Church. <laughs> so this is her... Her birthday trip <laughs> got off easy, but so here we are. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we've been here, let's see, last summer and the summer a year ago. Y'all have treated us so well each time. It's just, uh, we've looked forward to coming back here. It's just a nice place to come and, and, uh, and be, just a place to visit. Or if you live here, just come and be here every week. Who wouldn't like this? <laughs> um, it's a big group of kids Wednesday night. There's, I mean, bigger than I'm used to seeing. Our youth group on Wednesday night, probably, if you, the little ones and the big ones both, we might have 25 there on Wednesday night. So there was close to, I guess, at least 100 big kids. And I don't know how many little kids were there, younger kids. But uh, anyway, we had a good time. I did something Wednesday night. I don't know, I don't know how long it's been since I've ever done that. I went to the... Uh, I was I brought my guitar and I was telling the story about playing in a rock band and how I came about quitting and uh, and all of that and the choice that I made and how the Holy Spirit had spoke to my spirit and I talked to him about being a Trinity of body soul and spirit it's the way God made us and uh, I always before I always you know was able to crank my guitar up loud enough that I didn't have to listen to it you know and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and and uh, it seemed to. Uh, register with them, you know, and, and uh, so I, I, I just pulled my chair up there and had my guitar, and I said, are you guys scared of me? And they said, no, and I said, well, I'm scared of you. <laughs> I said, you're the, exactly the kind of kids I tried to stay away from when I was in high school. <laughs> I only knew two Christian kids, and they weren't real dedicated Christians. Uh, that's all I knew, and I didn't want to be around anybody that knew the Lord or talked about the Lord or anything. I was running from God fast as I could go. But he caught me. Isn't that great? <laughs> he has a way, doesn't he? I tell everybody God set me up, but I'm okay. I'm okay with it uh, uh, anyway. If you uh, came by Garber Assembly God Church and came to my office, I built, uh, remodeled my office, and I built bookcases. Um, cabinet maker, too. Cabinet, well, he was. Barbara told me I'm retired from that, too. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that anymore. Anyway, I built four, uh, kind of like those windows over there, four, uh, three bookcases, four feet wide. And I have sermon outlines, every one of them. I've been in the ministry for, uh, since 73, 46 years. 
and um, takes up two shelves, a four feet wide, and then another shelf over here to hold all of them. They're all in order that I preached them, <laughs> and uh, they're all numbered. And then at the front of each of those binders, it has year 1981 or 1994 or whatever. I have an index, and I have them all in alphabetical order, so you can go right there and find it. And then I have another notebook that just has all those index pages in it. <laughs> I have all my sermon notes, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, all of them. Every Bible study I prepared, put together, and every series I did, it's all like that. And I told Barbara, I said, I, I'm... Uh, Wednesday night, I said, I'm not taking any notes. She said, what? <laughs> I said, I'm not taking any notes. You can't do that. <laughs> I said, I got it in my head, what I want to say. And so uh, I just forgot one part. But uh, anyway, and I have uh, done the same thing this morning. Um, so usually what happens when I do like this, it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> my sermon outline, see, there's an end to it. <laughs> but like this, there's no end. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't do this. So uh, um, in, in second, but I just want to read a verse, Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. It says, "If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new." I've always told people that if when you got saved, if you didn't get a event in your life that was a life-changing event you've got one coming <laughs> the only way to explain Jesus explained it by saying it was like being born all over again born again um, I've heard people say it's about face you know 180 degree turn you're going this way then you repent means you're going that way you know change completely um, all those are good ways to describe it I uh, what happened in my life is just uh, uh, was remarkable. I, I like I said. I, I know I hadn't been in church for four years. I know ever for four years. I, I wasn't one of those people who thought it was cool to go to church, you know, with your friends or something like that. Barb still thought that, but I didn't, and I didn't want to have anything to do. Uh, isn't that amazing? We just surround ourselves with people that believe just like we do, and and uh, I was so smug. I had never even—I don't think I'd ever opened a Bible in my life. I had been to church some when I was younger, but I don't think I ever opened a Bible and read in it. I'd gotten a Bible for my graduation present from my aunt Dorothy. Everybody else gave me money; she gave me a Bible, <laughs> so I put it on a shelf. That's where it sat still in the box until the night I got saved. Um, I just, just didn't want to be around anybody. I was so smug. I could tell you, I could tell you what churches were all about, what church people were all about, who it was that went to church. It was just a bunch of old women. That's all that went to church. And, and they were just there because they didn't like teenagers and all they ever talked about was teenagers and how they could take the joy away from being a teenager. That's all they were about, you know. Uh, that whole age, you know, was the hippies and all that, you know, don't trust anybody over 30 and all of that. And, and I, I, was, I was part of that. Uh, I played in a rock band and I had long hair, so you can imagine people didn't, a lot of people didn't like me too much, you know. It was a weird time. People thought that just because you had long hair, they couldn't like you. I worked at a grocery store and uh, uh, for two years there in high school. I'd be sacking groceries, and some old guy would come in that I'd never seen before and just threatened me <laughs> because, of my, because of the length of my hair. Uh, one old man said, uh, you play in a band? I, yeah, he said, uh, you play that old long-haired music, don't you? <laughs> I said, I guess. He said, oh, he said, 
That's so bad, he said. It's, you, that's so bad you can smell it. <laughs> I didn't like his kind of music either, and, uh, but I, I wasn't rude to him. And uh, tell the truth, some of it was, you probably could smell. It was pretty bad. We were pretty bad. I tell everybody we really thought we were bad, man, <laughs> and we were pretty bad. <laughs> um, so I met Barbara, and um, she was uh, really young. <laughs> wasn't supposed to be dating yet and uh, 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 <laughs> but I asked her out anyway and and we kind of snuck around the first couple of dates and she said you can come out and meet my mom if you want to she said mom said you could bring me home from school and uh, way out in the country seven miles out in the country you could drive me home and, and meet her and you can ask if she could, if you can date me and so uh, that morning I got up I went to the barbershop <laughs> Mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> got my hair cut. Uh, anyway, we started going together. I think it was close to a year before I got my hair cut again. <laughs> yeah, Barb's uncles used to say, Barb, oh, boy, what are you doing letting Barbara date a hippie? <laughs> she'd, say, she'd say, well, he didn't look like that when he started dating. I can't get rid of him now. <laughs> oh, one Wednesday night, everything changed. I never knew there was a verse like that in the Bible. I thought people just got religion and just got mean. That was my experience with people, except for my grandma and grandpa Kabbalah. Now, if anybody knew the Lord, they knew the Lord. They were loving people. I used to go over to their house in the summertime and spend the night, Tuesday nights. Me and grandpa would watch The Fugitive. <laughs> it was on TV regularly back in those days. And, and then, uh, but they, they believed in going to bed really early. And uh, they'd go to bed, and I wasn't even sleepy. And their bedroom, where I was sleeping, my bedroom was joining, you know. And, and uh, they'd go to bed, and they'd, they'd had to pray first. And man, those old free, they were free will Baptists. Grandpa was a deacon in the free will Baptist church for years and years. They knew how to pray. And uh, I'd have to listen to them. Oh, God, save Barry before it's forever too late. I mean, they couldn't just say, bless Barry. That would have been okay. I'd have received that. But no, it was save Barry before it's forever too late. And I'd cover my head on my pillow, try to drown that out, you know. But, but man, they were praying for me. I don't, I don't know any other prayer warriors that would have been praying for me. Now, Barb's mom was worship leader at the Assembly of God Church in Calhoun, Oklahoma. Anybody know where Calhoun, Oklahoma is? <laughs> well, it's a suburb of Knothole. And uh, <laughs> hoot out, holler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, it's a little country community. It used to be a town years and years ago. And there was probably, what, 10 houses there, 10 or 12 houses in that little country community, seven miles out of town. And, uh, but uh, all they had was a Baptist, a Baptist church and an Assembly of God church. And the Assembly of God church was right across the street from Barb's house, right across the street. And Barb's mom could sing like a bird, so she was the song leader. They didn't call it worship leader in those days, so she led the singing. And um, so you can imagine, uh, when I started dating Barbara, Barbara had been going to church. I tell everybody she'd been going to church for a long time. It just hadn't took. <laughs> I just hadn't been going. I was just, a <laughs> uh, I was just wild. And... Um, so one Wednesday night, I was so smug. Barbara had told me that her church, I, I would make fun of her church and uh, how silly her church was. I never been, you know, I didn't know anything about her church. 
And she said, we're starting, our church is starting Revival Sunday, Easter Sunday. And I remember telling her, that's so stupid. No, but you don't start Revival on Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is for hunting Easter eggs. That's what I told her. I was such a Bible scholar even at that age. Just instinctively, I, I knew those things. And then she said, um, uh, the evangelist is an old friend of the family, Sister <laughs> Sister Hill. Well, women don't preach. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Start on Easter Sunday and then have a woman preacher. You talk about doing everything backwards. Your church is really, anyway, I wasn't going. And I, so I just, uh, if I, anything I could say to kind of, you know, turn her off toward the church was, was uh, uh, advantageous, I thought, which was crazy, but that's what I thought. I showed up at her house on Wednesday night after the revival started on Sunday. And uh, Barr's mom was just really outgoing, happy, always smiling, laughing, just a sweet lady, and, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but that night she wasn't so happy. She was uh, in a mood. <laughs> Apparently she had had a discussion with Barbara about going to church that night and Barbara had informed her that I was coming over and that we would be going out. And she said, no, <laughs> you won't be going out. She didn't say we had to go to church. She said, uh, you don't have to go to church, but you're not going out. You can stay here in the house. Well, that doesn't sound too bad, except Barb's dad and her older brother, who never married, were there at the house, and they weren't going to church. So I had to sit and watch TV with Barb and her dad and her older brother. Oh, I don't know what I was going to do. Barb's house was an old-time, the way it was built, living rooms on this side and her bedroom was on this side and, and you know, the dividing petition. So um, front porch, though, went from all the way across the front. So I thought, and it had a porch swing. <laughs> so I thought, we could go out there and sit on that porch swing and we'll be out of view of Dad and Bubba <laughs> and uh, Barb's mom would be locked up behind doors in that church and... Uh, I wouldn't even have to buy any gas to take her driving around. <laughs> We'd just be out here all alone. Uh, yeah, I was feeling pretty good about things, you know. And uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I thought I had it. Put one over on all of them. It's amazing how God does. It would have been so much fun to have looked into heaven because of what was about to transpire and to see the look on God's face. You think he grins and chuckles and laughs at us? <laughs> he, he, he would have that night I'm sure uh, he, he ran me through it <laughs> he'd been chasing me for a long time and he, and he caught me that night so we're sitting there I, you know they're coming and going at the church that's not bothering me I know they're over there they're praying that's not bothering me so I always said you know I was, uh, it was starting to get dark I'm sitting there on the porch swing with my pretty girlfriend just a swinging. <laughs> and then something happened, and uh, all of a sudden, our, yeah, I always tell everybody I was just about to make my big move, and then all of a sudden our attention wasn't on each other anymore. Across the street at that little Assembly of God church. This church was just an old, little bitty, wood frame church. Had these 
double wooden doors. You've seen those. One door fastens and the other door closes onto it. You know, it doesn't work right even when they're brand new. You know, but we're sitting there at the porch swing, you know, and then bang, the door swings open. There's this guy standing in the door and he goes, woo! And he starts speaking in tongues and he ran down the porch and he ran all the way around the church and he ran back up and ran inside the church, closed the doors. I must have looked like... <laughs> Because I had never seen that one before in my life. I would never seen anything like that. And um, I, I like to laugh. I guess you figured that out. I like to joke and laugh and cut up and enjoy myself. And um, when things get real quiet, then I get nervous. And uh, I couldn't think of a thing to say right there. <laughs> I always said I always thought even then that I was at least being the running for the king of the snappy comebacks, but I, I couldn't think of a thing to say. It's been 46 years, and I still can't think of anything funny I could have said about that. Anyway, he went back in. I thought, what in the world is going on at that church? What could be happening over there? Um, oh, I'm just about to recover from it, and a car drives up. And it's a carload of high school girls, Barb's friends, and um, the girl that's driving is named Becky. And she gets out, looks at us over there, and says, hi. Hi. What are you two doing? I said, nothing. <laughs> Wasn't my fault. <laughs> Dad and Bubba 20 feet away in that room over there, and people running out the door, shouting and running around the church, and school kids coming up and inviting us to go to church, and instead of Proud Mary keep on burning, playing on the stereo, we got amazing grace coming from across. I can't work that way. <laughs> Wasn't my fault. <laughs> so she said, why don't you come to church with us? So I thought, why not? <laughs> Might as well. Barb had to go inside and change from dating clothes to church clothes because <laughs> they were not the same thing. <laughs> dating clothes was blue jeans and a T-shirt of some kind you can't go to church that way. You have to, the young lady has to wear a dress, so she had to go in and change clothes, and we went to church. And uh, Barb's mom was, the church was packed the time we got over there. Spyro First Assembly of God, Spyro, Oklahoma, the youth choir was there. Man, this youth choir was on fire for God. They, they were famous for singing down the glory. I didn't know that then, but they were famous for that. And uh, feet which they accomplished that night also, I might add. Barb's mom was leading singing. She led two or three songs, and then um, uh, pastor comes up, and he says, would anybody like to give a testimony? Anybody like to testify? And boy, they were just popping up everywhere. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord too. Y'all pray for me. I love the Lord. And I don't know why I did what I did. <laughs> uh, I don't think I was trying to put anything over on anybody. I think I was just trying to get God off my back because I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do when I got to that church, but I knew exactly what God was going to do. I knew exactly what conviction of the Holy Spirit felt like and I was going to get it as soon as I got there and I did. But it got a little bit quiet so I stood up and said, I love the Lord tonight. <laughs> and they all said, oh, praise the Lord. Look at that long-haired guitar player. <laughs> he loves the Lord. Don't look like he loves the Lord, uh, but uh, I guess he does and they were, they were proud of that and so they, they sat down. I sat down and uh, I was feeling pretty good thinking that, that'll take care of God. He'll leave me alone now. And... Um, the youth choir took the took the stage, and I don't know if they. I don't. I don't remember how many songs they sang. They might have just sang that one song, but there's a song. There's something about that name. 
Everybody probably knows it, right? There's just something about that name. Well, along with that song, there's a recitation that goes along, and it's great. I hadn't heard it in years and years, but uh, Spyro Youth Choir, they did it regularly, and they sing through the whole song, and then somebody does this recitation and says, um, a young lady named Jeannie Garner stepped up, got a mic, and said, it starts out, I remember the first part, it said, Jesus, the mere mention of the name, can heal the sick, calm a storm, can raise the dead. I think the Holy Spirit had me from that point on. It, took, it goes through the chorus and it goes through the chorus again. And then the last part of the chorus, Jeannie said, so you see it wasn't an accident years ago that an angel said, you call his name Jesus. 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 You know, there is something about that name. And as soon as she finished, the pastor interrupted and said, if you're here and you don't know the Lord tonight, you don't have to leave that way. What do you have to say that for? Preachers always do that. <laughs> Just when you're feeling good, you think you've got it whipped and you're gonna get out okay and unscathed, then they have to say something like that. <laughs> you don't have to leave that way. If you're lost, you can be saved. And uh, I always said that was the night that I did that made the smartest decision of my life, inviting Christ to come into my heart. But before I did, just before I did, I did the, really the dumbest thing that I've ever done in my life. I sat back there in that pew and prayed and begged God to leave me alone. Leave me alone. I've thought about so many times how scary that sounds. But he didn't leave me alone. He just wouldn't leave me alone. And he never has since. It got to all us on that pew. There were those four girls that came with us and Barb and me. There were six, six teenagers on our pew. And one by one, they started kneeling down at the pew and praying. One, two, three, four. And just me and Barb left. I grabbed her hand and I held it as tight as I could. <laughs> I wasn't going to let her betray me. <laughs> and I can't remember her ever doing this before or since. She pulled my hand out of hers and she knelt down. And I knew I was had. I knew there was only one thing to do and that was surrender. Isn't it amazing how usually when you surrender, you lose. But when you surrender to God, you win. Usually, if you submit, you lose, but you submit to God, you win. So I took Barb by the hand, and I said, let's, let's go to the front and kneel at the altar and do this right, I said. Because <laughs> what I knew about church, you're supposed to go to the altar. And um, in that youth choir, there were several young men who felt the call to preach the gospel and was ready and willing to pray with people that come to the altar, you know, and be saved. So there's five girls and me, and they were all pretty girls. They all knelt at the altar over there and I knelt by myself at the altar over here and all those young men felt anointed to go pray for those girls. <laughs> Nobody prayed with me. Just left me all by myself. Now, I didn't know how to pray. I, I, I'm sure some of them knew how. I didn't know how. I didn't know how. It didn't dawn on me until just the other day I was thinking about this. I remember when I knelt at the altar, all I could say was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It did not until just a few months ago that 
That's what I heard GD say in, in that song, Jesus. There's something about that name. I just said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I had my head down, my head buried, looking down. And wouldn't you know it, here came that lady preacher. <laughs> my, my favorite, my hero. <laughs> she comes over and says, hits me, hey, you. What are you doing looking down there? God's not down there. She said, why don't you raise your head up, look up to the sky, close your eyes, raise your hands up, and this time say, I love you, Jesus. Well, that was different. I wanted to know Jesus. I wanted him to know me. I wanted him to keep me out of hell when I died. I wanted to be saved, but I love Jesus. Who loves Jesus? Jesus is God. I never even thought about loving Jesus, but I did it anyway. And from the very first phrase, I love you, Jesus. It just got louder. I love you, Jesus. And I started to cry in front of all those people that I really would rather be trying to impress, not crying. I started to cry. I stood, I dealt, I shouted, I prayed. I did all those things for about an hour. And... Um, I was the first one at the altar, and I was the last one to leave. When I got up, Barb came up where where I was as I got up, and we walked back to the front pew and sat down. And so I started back. I looked around, and I'd been there for a long time. And it looked like everybody was still there. I think they wanted to see what God was going to do with that long-haired guitar picker. <laughs> if he could do anything with him, you know. And I sat down, and Brother Bowden was, was our pastor. And I guess he had a little bit of a mean streak. As soon as I sat down, he said, Barry, would you like to testify again? <laughs> yeah, I'll take another shot at it. <laughs> and I stood up and I said, I said, uh, I said, I got saved before. I said, but I, get, I didn't get saved like that which I learned later was not a theologically sound statement, but boy, it was right out of my heart. And um, my mother-in-law wasn't in a bad mood anymore. <laughs> oh, goodness. I just felt like sharing that with you today. Maybe you needed to laugh a little bit, and uh, uh, maybe you just need to be encouraged to know that uh, no matter where you are, God knows where you are. And he loves you. And if you're not saved, he wants to save you, no matter what you've done. I remember walking to the altar that night and hearing in the back of my mind, I didn't know much of the Bible, but I had heard a preacher once or twice, and I heard one of them say, my, God said, my spirit will always strive with man. That's from the book of Genesis. <laughs> and that's what I heard. He said, his spirit's not going to strive with man. He, boy, you can't get saved. He won't save you. You can't be saved. I was fully convinced that when I went to the altar that night that I couldn't be saved. I was just going to meet God's wrath. Instead, I met God's mercy and his love and his grace and forgiveness and reconciliation and justification and all those other things we get that we don't even know and we don't even ask for. It just comes as part of the package, knowing the Lord. How's things between you and the Lord this morning? Why don't we stand together real quickly and let's bow our heads in prayer. I say this all the time at my church. It wouldn't be right to preach a sermon like this and not give you a chance to run to God if you need to run to God. 
With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord. April 24th, 1973 in Calhoun, Oklahoma, you found that little country church way out there in the middle of nowhere and you found me and Barbara and you saved us. And we opened the door that night for our family and for us. Everybody's gotta go through that door, but man, we kicked it wide open that night. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Look into our hearts and know us this morning. Lord, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you as Savior, may this be the day, Lord, that they run to you. Ask it in Jesus' name. Just like I said with the youth group Wednesday night, while you have your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you're here and you don't know the Lord, maybe you've never been saved, maybe you've been saved, but you haven't been living for God in quite a while, and you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at you just like I did that night, and it seems to be saying, you need to come up higher. You need to get closer. I miss you. That's what he's saying. I miss you so much. I died for you. I hung on a cross for you. I miss fellowshipping with you. I watch you go every day. I watch you struggle. I watch you fall sometimes. I want to pick you up and you don't even look at me. Can you imagine what goes on in God's heart when we're running from him? If that describes you this morning, you need to get things right with God. Would you slip your hand up? Put it right back down. Anybody in this building? Anyone? I love you, Lord. I love you. I'm not going to come back there and embarrass you or anything. Just slip it up and put it right back down. Anybody? Bless the name of Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. There's something about that name. <laughs> Let's sing that chorus, okay? Is that in my key? Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain Jesus 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim kings and kingdoms will all But there's something about that name. Praise the Lord. Y'all could be seated if you like. I didn't ask anybody's permission to do this. I hope I'm not out of line. <laughs> I wrote uh, two books. And uh, one was kind of serious, the first one I wrote, uh, and uh, about Christmas, Christmas cast. And about four years ago, I wrote one just for fun. It's called Before Nan and Papa Were Nan and Papa. <laughs> I wrote it for my grandkids and for my church family and uh, my friends, and so I made some copies of it, and um, I brought you all a copy of it, okay? It's kind of like a Oprah Winfrey moment. <laughs> you all have a copy taped under your chair. <laughs> well, you don't have it taped under your chair, but uh, uh, anyway, I think we had a picture of that. Could you get that picture? Anyway, uh, 
we were trying to do that. Got a picture of me and Barb and all our grandkids back here on the back cover. I gave all of them the flu that night. <laughs> I didn't know I was sick, and we were, Gentry is a month old there, and uh, we had to wait for her to be born so she could get in the picture <laughs> before I could send this to the publisher and uh, have it printed up, and, and uh, we went out to eat. They were climbing all over us, posing for a picture, and, and um, anyway, um, we went out to eat afterwards, and we paid, and Walked out. I didn't have a symptom of anything. I walked out the the deal, and all of a sudden, having this real hard chill, and uh, so I had the flu, and I gave it to a couple of them, and uh, it was a banner time. Uh, just a month earlier, Christmas Eve morning, when my family was going to uh, celebrate Christmas, I woke up in that morning like this, and Barbara, who uh, was the elementary school secretary. <laughs> who diagnoses all uh, cases of pink eye at the school, looked at it and said, no, that's not the pink eye. <laughs> they can all still come Christmas. We're not canceling anything. <laughs> oh, that was the 24th. The 29th Gentry was born, and uh, everybody else got to go back and hold the baby, you know, except me and one or two of my grandchildren. We were sitting out of the waiting room, all of us looking just like this. I said, if anybody came along, they could tell we were all related. <laughs> I know we're family. <laughs> anyway, I had my publisher send me some books, and I've autographed every one of them, and as you leave, I'll give you a copy of it, okay? I want every, every couple in here to take one home, or if you're here by yourself, take one home, or if you're a teenager and your parents aren't here with you, I want you to take one home free of charge, okay? God bless you. <laughs> Hadn't this been a great morning? Put your hands together again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor. There's nothing like coming together and just sharing our heart. Just relaxing and enjoying the presence of the Lord, just sharing what God has done in our heart. And you know, every one of us have a story. I listened to, to hear what Pastor would say by responding if there were hands that were raised. And so I assume that everybody's a Christian here this morning. So let me just... Let me just encourage you, everybody has a story to tell. Pastor told how God walked into his life. You don't, know, you don't have to memorize scripture to lead people to Jesus. You've got a story to tell. I was on the wrong pathway one day. Daddy being a preacher didn't make me a preacher. It just caused me to be a worse sinner, if there is such a thing. But one day when Jesus got a hold, he wouldn't turn loose, and that's the reason I'm here today. And you know, there's nothing like telling your story with compassion and with love and concern. And you know, I found out this in the world, the people don't really care how much I know till they know how much I care. And there's nothing more powerful than this arm as I put my arm around people and tell them how much I love them. And when I tell them I appreciate them, that means their value goes up and you have the same ability. Everybody here that I see this morning has got two arms. And, and I don't ever want you to get stiff-armed People have tried to shake my hand with a stiff arm and I've still got this one and I can just reach right around a stiff arm and I've hugged people. And you know what? God just wants you to do what he's equipped you to do and he'll step in and do the rest. Are you happy this morning? If you would, stand. Aren't we blessed to have our, our Pastor Jared and Jenny and Jenny's parents here this morning and, and we're blessed because you're part of our family and many of our family aren't here today. Tomorrow we'll stand before... Um,
a family that's saying goodbye to the Hedrick family. Janet has passed away. I watched as Carolyn on our trip. She began to make contact with those that would help with the funeral dinner tomorrow. And at 2 o'clock, the service will convene here at the um, church. And I was thinking I was, I've was i been involved with this family. I did uh, the funeral of uh, Mickey's mom and dad. I did the weddings of their children. And very often, very seldom did they ever grace the church. But they knew that God loved them because every time they came, we talked about the love of Jesus. And every time I met them, I made sure that I had a hug for them. And so the, what my cry is, Jared, Jared and I will be doing a service. Would you just pray for pastor that in what we have to say, they'll feel the big arms of Jesus as he pulls them close to them in an hour when their heart is broken. And they'll hear the whisper of the Lord saying, I sure do love you. Would you bow with me as we join in our benediction prayer today? Lord, I just thank you for Pastor Brock and his lovely wife, Barbara, and I thank you for Jared and Jenny today, and I thank you for everyone who's here this morning. In our family, there's no big eyes and little U's. We're just all your kids, and we pull up to the table of the Lord this morning, and, and we've been fed on what God can do. No matter where we're at in the journey of life, you're never too busy to accept us and to love us into your family, and as we leave here this morning, you're all about love because God is love. And the more the, the love of Jesus we share, the more you will replenish. May our hearts be replenished with the love of Jesus today. Before we leave here, if there's somebody we haven't told, Lord, we don't know whether the sun will ever rise again tomorrow, but if there's somebody here this morning and they haven't told a friend or, or a loved one that they love them, Lord, don't let them leave the house of God till they've embraced them and tell them, I love you and I really appreciate your life and what you've meant to me. And Lord, I say that to you today. I really do love you, Jesus. I appreciate all you've done for me and my family. And Lord, in our weakest hour, you said we could say, I'm strong. In the hour when we had nothing, you said we could declare, I'm rich. Not because of what we've done, but because of what you've done for us. We give all the praise to you in the name of Jesus and all of God's family said, amen. God bless you. We love you and you're dismissed.